Hello, listeners near and far. Welcome back to Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis. This is episode 39, Reconnecting. Before we get into this episode, just want to remind everyone that there has never been a better time than right now to join our Discord. We are winding down our ex-Twitter presence and preparing for a massive revamp of all our social media, including our Discord. So if you go to our website, oasiscyberpunk.com, and click on Join Our Discord in the top right-hand corner, you can chat with us, talk about all the episodes with the fans, join in on our No Witnesses one-shot games, and see what our Discord was like before the massive overhaul. Thank you one more time to all our Discord members and fans for hanging around and being patient as we continue delivering Oasis content directly into your ear holes and eye sockets. Now let's get right to it. Here's episode 39, Reconnecting. Charlene the Fixer directs her internal agent to connect her to an encrypted line. As she waits, she glides her chair over to the window and watches Iso, Sedoy, and Mavis fiddling with their agents outside on the sidewalk. Through a chevron overlaid on her vision, she goes over the plans one more time, ensuring every obstacle has been considered and accounted for. After flipping through a few different pages and cross-referencing some details, she's finally satisfied with her prep work. Charlene relaxes a bit, clears her vision overlays, and cracks a rare, genuine smile as she looks out on her view of the Oasis streets. Her agent hums away for a few more seconds before a small alert appears, notifying Charlene that the encrypted connection has been established. She takes a moment, clears her thoughts, and begins carefully transcribing her message. They're en route. Since it was a rush job, it's not my best work. Dot, dot, dot. But assuming everything comes together, it'll be worth the risk. Charlene, over and out. Wave emoji, kissing face emoji, sparkle emoji. Do you want to pay for the Luber this time? Yeah, sure. Well then. All right. You pay for the Luber and have a comfortable ride in style to about a block away from where you're supposed to meet. You get out and you walk in the sweltering, burning heat, trudging through the streets of the Oasis for a block, although it feels like three. You arrive outside of the warehouse. There's a small fence in front of it that's fencing off this area, uh, but the front door of the fence is open and standing next to one of the doors that has a keypad on it that's pressed right up against this warehouse are two lawmen. One of them is smoking some sort of digital cigarette implement. One of them has a blue chip in them, the other one does not. Then I can figure out which one we're supposed to talk to, the one without. Okay. You want to walk up to him? Yeah? Okay. You sound unsure about this. Well, I mean, I'm walking up to some cops, so, you know, it can go anyway. I know, yeah, no, Isa walks up to the cops. All right. As soon as you go through the gate, one of them nudges the other one, the one with the blue chip, and points over at you. The other one takes a smoking implement and and puts it back in his pocket, looks over at you, and uh, gestures for you to come a bit closer. Sure, I I do a kind wave, and I walk on over, super casually. (laughs) The guy goes, so, you're ISO, huh? That'll be me. 
Right. Well, I don't know what friends you have in what places, but you tell Charlene this kind of shit not happening anymore. This is the the, no. In fact, she owes me after this. All right. Yeah, of course. You're doing her a huge favor. Me too. He narrows his eyes and then turns to his partner and says, well, gosh, you know what? I'm just having such a hankering for that new smoothie that they just released at that uh, that gas station. That's, oh, I'd say, looks down at his agent. About a 15-minute walk round trip. What do you say, pal? And he goes, oh, yeah, sure. Oh, hi, nice to meet you guys. Should we go get that smoothie? And he goes, yep, let's go get it. And then he makes eyes towards ISO. Then they walk out through the gate and he shuts the gate behind him and locks it. All right. You notice at this point that as he walked away, he sort of bumped his arm up against the keypad that you're standing right next to. It goes blinks green and the door clicks open. I I do wave the group over. So we're all like next to the wall instead of just next to the gate. And uh, I call Crimson. All right. You call up Crimson and then immediately gets picked up on the very first ring. And you hear a robotic sounding voice on the other end of the line. Hello, you have reached Crimson's personality proxy AI. Before you can continue to speak with Crimson, you must select the personality for the personality proxy AI. Please speak your personality proxy AI selection. Is there a choice list? Is there a choice list? Error. This is not a personality type. Please name a personality type for the personality proxy AI. Uh, suave but approachable. <laughs> Processing. Told you awesomeness day. Hello, you've reached Crimson. How's it going? (laughs) Hey, Crimson. The voice sounds mildly, very mildly robotic, and it becomes very clear to you almost immediately. This is not Crimson's actual voice and probably not actually what Crimson actually said. Hey, Crimson. Um, It's ISO. Yes, of course you're ISO. I know of you very well. (laughs) My reputation precedes me. Uh It sure does. Yeah. Um, so uh, Charlene told us you would help us out with her situation. There's a pause on the other end of the line. Then you hear, yeah, of course, I'm, I'm here to help you out with whatever you need. Now, uh, it sounds like you need to break into Blue Section B local police station. Is that right? Yes. Let me go ahead and do a couple of small things for you just for you. I said, don't worry about it. Thanks, Crimson. There's a pause. All right, so got an easy path through. Walk through the warehouse. You take your first right, take your second left, and then head downstairs to the interrogation cells. I'll have all the turrets disabled and the alarms will be set to silent for the next 10 minutes, Uh as well as a couple other fun little tricks in there that hopefully you won't have to run into. This is going to be Crimson signing off. We should be able to get it in and out from here, but uh, I'll be keeping an eye on you if you need anything else. That's reassuring. By the way, ISO. Yeah? 
was very nice to meet you. Likewise, Crimson. I'll talk to you later. Peace out. I regret picking that personality. You're standing in front of this slightly ajar security door that leads into the garage slash storage area for this police station. ISO flips on his cameras and gets started recording. ISO, what do you say at the beginning of your recording? It's your boy ISO with our tech Sadoi and our mad tech Mavis here to rescue our buddy Reed who ended up in jail on false charges and we're getting him out. Cut me out of there, please. <laughs> Don't say my name like this. It's gonna be... Okay, okay. It's your boy ISO with mad tech Mavis and that's it. <laughs> and we're getting our buddy Reed out of jail. Police got him in there on some false charges. Let's do this. Hello. I am Mavis, and I'm gonna help out ISO. <laughs> hey, everybody. Is that is that how you do it, ISO? Yeah, Mavis, my girl. She's um, she's great. Yeah. All right, let's just let's just go. Let's just let's just do this. Okay. You're amazing, Mavis. <laughs> All right. You push the door slowly open, and the inside of the warehouse is relatively dark. There are some skylights. It is hot in here, really hot. There is clearly no air conditioning or anything, and you're all sweating hard. Your cooling cyberware is going at full blast, just trying to keep you to a regular body temperature so that you can continue to do stuff. You survey the warehouse in front of you, and you see the door on the other side that you're supposed to go in, and the door seems to have been propped open. There's a small brick underneath it. Across the warehouse, however, is I think far more interesting. This place looks like it used to be a parking garage of some sort, but has recently been retrofitted because it now stores probably 50 to 100 of these autonomous police bipedal drones. The entire warehouse is filled with these two-legged, heavily armed robots that are in an idle position, just kind of facing towards the ground and arranged in rows. It's eerily silent inside, and towards the back, you can see there are even more of these robots that haven't even been removed from their packaging. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm in danger. How big are these? They're about six foot two, each one of them. In the packaging, too? Oh, no, in the packaging, they're about 6'5". Oh, okay. <laughs> so Joy tries to lift one. Yeah, I don't know. If they if they were packaged smaller, like an, like an Ikea robot, I might have considered bringing one. <laughs> no, these are bipedal machines of death and are all currently charging and just like they're sitting in basically like little charging stations. I don't like this. Do you, do you have map, right? I got some directions, which I wrote down. First one to the right, second to the left, and then we'll see what happens. Oh no. Oh boy. <laughs> Suka boy. Iso tries to carefully walk past this, preferably not near the charging ones. Okay. You lead the group around back of the warehouse towards where the robots are still within their packaging, and you walk amongst these six and a half feet tall boxes on either side of you and move carefully in between them to the other side. There is a little clearing on the other side, that a path that basically leads to the door, a wide double door, and next to it is a security lock. 
the party, rest of the party follows you carefully moving through these robots and you make it over to the door with the security lock on it. Which was propped open with the brick. Yes. I use my camera to like quickly take a peek outside the door. All right. You peek out to the left and to the right outside the door and to the left, you see a police officer walking away from you and to the right, you see nothing. It's a hallway that bends to the left. All right. I sneak to the right. You stealthily open up the doors and are now standing inside the police station. You hug the right wall and head over to the first turn and peek down at you. You don't see anything, but there are several doors on either side of you that have glass windows on them. I'm going to need a stealth check from the party. Oh, gosh. Hey, what could go wrong? I can't believe Reed's going to fucking die. (laughs) (laughs) That's a 17 from Mavis. I rolled a 15. And a 12 from Sedoi. Uh-oh. All right, so with the three of you kind of moving stealthy and quietly, you manage to make it past all three doors without alerting anybody. You get to the end of this hallway and you see that it opens up to the left and to the right. To the left, more into the center area of the police station. So there there are lots of desks. Mm -hmm. There are probably six or seven police officers walking around that you see as you peek around the corner and they quickly pull back. And to the right is another hallway. I motion to the group that we're going to the right. You head to the right and make it around the corner. You look towards the end of the hallway and you see that there's another set of two doors on your right. And then right at the very end of the hallway is a much larger looking office with lots of glass windows. There is a very important looking man dressed in a police outfit who is currently typing away something at a computer and not looking down the hallway. This is going to be a much more difficult check to get past, but you do see the stairs that are leading towards your next objective. Okay, cool. Are there any weird objects in the hallway, like a water cooler or anything? Yes, there is a water cooler. Right. There's a water cooler and there's also an air conditioning unit that's blowing cold air out. Right. Sadoi, can you fuck with any of this technologically? This isn't fucking shit, man. I'm not going to stick a screwdriver in it and lick water all over the floor. What do you want me to do? Can I create a distraction without drawing attention to us? You're the tech. I, this is okay. Okay, listen, I, I don't know what you want me to do. This is like what, a long corridor. <sighs> I, I, I knew we should have gone, Brendan, for this. <laughs> there are two windows on your right, even without examining them. You can see that they have nameplates on them, like detective offices. Okay. Do we recognize any names? Can, can we see the names? You can see one of the names. You don't recognize it. What name is it? Detective Waffles. No. Damn it. open for reference. Detective Andrews. Okay. I don't have any camouflage. I, don't, I think we just have to sneak by. I don't know how you could make a distraction here that wouldn't just pull attention to us, too. Yeah, that's fair. If you got any sort of, like, proxy or something on your on your agent that you can hide yourself with, you could probably call in a bomb threat two doors down, and I bet half this police station would leave. Mm, yes. 
but I feel like we should have done that before we got inside <laughs> of the police department. Well, don't look at me. I'm not your agent. I didn't plan this fucking thing, did I? Can we just can we just sneak by? We don't have much time. Yeah, you're right. Fuck. Let's let's do this like ninja style. Okay. I'm gonna do it Mavis style. And uh, yeah, we're we're gonna roll some stealth checks. <laughs> All right, so this one, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you up front. Everyone needs to pass on average with a 16 or higher. Ooh, okay, I can do that. I can do that. I believe in you. I'm going to use four luck. Yeah, I'm going to use four luck. I will use all the luck I have, which is six. 18. That's a 17. Yes. I rolled a 32. Holy shit. I climbed to the ceiling. (laughs) Isa walks over and silently opens up the door and then props it open sideways slowly so it doesn't draw any attention and motions you all in. You creep down the stairs, Iso leading the way. He looks forward and he, he holds up his hand and gestures. There's someone standing in the hallway down here. So basically these stairs head downwards and then there's six rooms, three on either side, in a about a two meter wide corridor hallway that leads down. This is underground. And there is a woman in an expensive looking suit standing outside the door. She reaches down and checks her agent, then goes and opens up the door and you hear as she's shutting it, she goes, so Reed, you think it's there? And then it shuts. Reed, to cut to you. Hmm. You are knocked out. Yeah. You wake up being slapped awake. The cop that had your head just kind of drops it. And it slams down on the table in front of you. And the sickly sweet woman, she sits down and goes, So Reed, this is how we're going to play this. We have here a confession of setting up the caravan for being ambushed and attacked and for sealing the unknown list of supplies, which we will gather from the Aquilas later upon return of our things. If you sign this, you will be banished from the Oasis and Aquilas will be banned from doing any further business with the Oasis. However, we will let you leave with your life. Reed sort of pushes himself up. Real groggy right now. And he sort of looks at this data pad or whatever it is that's been placed in front of him. And he just sort of shakes his head. The Aquilas are innocent. I've got a counter-offer. Okay. What is this counter-offer? You skewer me alive. You may not get your stuff, but I don't know who fucking has it. But at least your boss is happy. Her face tightens a little bit, and then she slams her fist on the table. Damn it! We need those supplies! And I don't fucking know where they are. It wasn't us. Can I get you to do a persuasion roll? 14. I want to believe you, but I don't have anyone else. We need our stuff back and, well, Baxter Callum is willing to do some very unpleasant things to people who are caught stealing. Might be best if you just turned in whichever one of your nomad friends were the ones that set this up. Do you have any family? I don't see why that's important. Because they're mine. 
And if any of them did it, I'm not going to sell them out. I don't believe they did. And I'm not going to guess. So if you want to fucking hurt me, take your best fucking shot. Iso, you've held everyone on the stage as this woman steps back in, the door closes behind her. You were pretty sure you did hear her just say the word read. I think she just said read. So, well, it's cool then. What, what's her plan? Like, do we kick the door in? Do we, like, open door? You kick the door in, and I'll fucking bite her. I've still got the fucking tranquilizers loading into my fucking vampires, boy. We can do this. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. I was just thinking you were gonna just bite her, and I was uh, like, yeah, that was. <laughs> I knew you were chasing me, but uh, you got, really got me wondering there for a second. Look, I don't know if I've told you this before, but... Me neither. <laughs> weapon installation in Nat City is cheaper than dental. Why do you think I keep so many teeth? <laughs> anyway. I thought you were just a crazy old lady. Oh, which that, I enjoy. That's pretty... You be you. That's pretty rude. I've got my own reasons. I make sense internal, internal logic. Anyway, we should probably stop having this long and, frankly, unnecessary conversation <laughs> and bust the fucking door in. All right, you go bite the lady. I'll kick... Sadoi will kick the door in. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's do this. I don't kick the door in, but I'm going to just go and open it before you guys can finish talking about whatever it is you're talking about. All right. Go, go, go. Oh, shit. Sadoi just walks right up to the door and opens it up and pushes it open right at the time when you see the interrogator slap Reed across the face and say, that's not good at... Who are you? Oh, I thought this was the bathroom. <laughs> what? Let me get a acting roll from you. <laughs> Uh, that's a 12. Look, I only want her to be confused for long enough for Mavis to come in and bite her. <laughs> uh, Alright, well, Sadoi's the only one in the room right now. Do we want to change that? I'm gonna uh, hold my mouth <laughs> and uh, sort of run into the room and be like, Did you find the bathroom? Oh my god, I think I'm bleeding. Ma'am, ma'am, can you see anything? Uh, like... Take my hand away from my mouth. I've bit my hand, so there's blood on my mouth. And I'm like, is it broken? Can you see? <laughs> okay, at this point, okay. As soon as you walk into the room and they see blood, they both pull their weapons and they point them at you. Fuck. And the woman goes, I don't know what the hell's going on here, but you're clearly in the wrong spot. I I'm sorry. I entered the room with the camera. It was all a prank. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a camera. There's a camera. <laughs> the robot's a camera. Uh, give me an acting check. Were you just, just like watching this like completely and utterly <laughs> baffled? <laughs> so are we, buddy. Yeah. I rolled a 20, because it's the one thing I'm good at. Oh, so 20, that's pretty good. You're a professional actor, that is true. The woman goes, um, what, what, a prank show? And she sort of lowers her weapons. Maybe you see this as the only time you're going to have. Chomp! 
<laughs> All right, we are switching into combat. Oh, if there's one thing I'm good at, bitch, it's biting and rending flesh. I'm sorry I said bitch. I didn't mean to demean women while attacking you. We already get enough of that shit from everyone else. Am I right, sweetheart? Anyway, I hope you enjoy this chomp. Nom. Chomp. I imagine you say that the entire time your mouth is full. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like we talking. already have a lot of meaning against women, and you know, I don't want to have any other issues. How are you, how are you doing, by the way? <laughs> All right. Uh, can I get you to roll a vampire's roll? My vampires. Vampchompers. Please roll good. Please, God, roll good. Yeah. Please roll good. That's a 13. What a shitty roll. <laughs> it has a rate of fire of two. So I, I can nibble again. Uh, versus dex plus evasion plus 1d10. Ooh. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, it's... Uh, no, sorry. It should be 1d10. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Never mind. <laughs> Damn. It is still a 10. She lowers her gun, but it's not nearly enough to catch her off guard. You reach for her to try to bite her. And she steps out of the way and just whacks you with her pistol. Ow. Across the face. Not enough for enough damage. It's just enough to be like, ah. Well, with rate of fire two, I bite the fuck out of her hand. I'm going to use my remaining two luck points. You can try. Yes. That's an 18, baby. All right. Roll for damage. Rolling for damage. And also she is poisoned with Ouch. all of that stuff. The tranquilizer you yeah. had, right? Yes. And what exactly was that tranquilizer? Medical grade anesthetic. <laughs> All right. That's a 21. That's not going to be enough for her to succumb to this, but it is enough to make her bleed. She gets a mild high. She, her limbs start relaxing a little bit, but it's not nearly enough. Oh, good. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> Yeah, I think at this point, this is a shootout situation. Fuck. All right, can I get everyone to roll their initiative? Yes. Oh, yeah, I roll a 13 on initiative. I rolled a 14. I rolled a 15. Did you? I rolled a 13, because I can't fucking read. <laughs> so who won the initiative? Uh, me. Okay, cool. Let's go ahead and start with Reed then. So what are you going to do for your move? Reed is going to try and dislocate his thumb. Okay. Reed is hardcore. Mm. Can I get you to roll a contortionist check? Okay. Um, I'm going to use all my luck. Okay. So it's plus six. 16. You try to dislocate your thumb to pull out of the handcuffs. And it's just not enough. Ah. These are professional cop handcuffs. It's really difficult to pull yourself out of them in one round. Okay, cool. But you do manage to wedge yourself under there to make it a little bit easier next time. Next up is Isabella's turn. You don't actually know her name yet because she never introduced herself, but her name is Isabella. So rude. She's got her gun pulled. She points it right at Mavis and takes two shots with it. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> a real close range. At very close range. Loud noises in a police station. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Loud noise in a police station. Here we go. Rip our ears. Or, like, rip us. <laughs> okay. Uh, oof, this is going to be rough. Yeah, that's a 24 for her first one. And a 20 for her second one. <laughs> Ow. So that is 3d6 damage twice. Yep. 
Okay, so that's 17 points of damage. Oof, a doof. She pulls her pistol out, seeing as you just bear, she goes, what the fuck? And fires off several shots towards Mavis. Mavis, they tear into you in various places, but none of them hits your head. How much health do you still have remaining? The first hit was 11 points of damage. Uh, I have seven armor remaining. So uh, that deals four points of damage and ablates my armor. Mm -hmm. The next shot was six points of damage. My uh, body armor is six. So that one doesn't do anything. So I'm on 29 out of 40 hit points. All right. Several of the bullets tear into you, but it doesn't seem to be enough. But yes, these gunshots echo loud and they reverberate around the room that you're in. Everyone just kind of almost grabs their ears. It's very painful to hear this. And the woman at the very end of her turn goes, we need backup down here. Next up is Sadoi. I would like to use the grab action to take the gun from one of these cops. The grab action. Mm-hmm. Ooh. As an action, I can grab and hold someone, take an object they are carrying, or escape a grapple. Okay. Both me and the uh, other character are going to roll brawling. That's dex plus brawling skill plus 1d10. And if I succeed, I can take her gun. Okay. I rolled a 12. Oh, no. 20. Oh, my God. You're going to die. You go up to her and try and grab the pistol, and she just sort of chuckles and whacks you in the face with it, hitting you right across the brow and giving a small break in your skin. Blood begins to trickle down over your eye. My eyes turn red with anger. Literally. (laughs) I don't know why you're here, but I guess you decided to die today. Reed's innocent. You are not going to fuck with him anymore. Next up is Iso. Holy shit, did you guys see that? That cop just attacked that poor old lady that we don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Mavis got shot, but I can cut out Mavis' introduction, so that that makes sense. Which I was going to cut anyway, because it was a bad introduction. (laughs) I try to cyber shank her. I close the door behind us first. Would you like to lock it? Yes. I'm going to regret that, but yes. All right, you flip the lock shut. And can I now shank her? You can try. Okay. I will. I rolled a nine, which is a critical failure. Oof. Gosh. Oh, that is a very critical failure. (laughs) All right, you come up and try to stab her and she takes her gun and whacks your hand with it and knocks the cyber shank out of your hand. Ouch. She seems to be very good at whacking people with her gun. Next up is Mavis. Both of these cops are pretty pissed at you. You've just, you're the only person who's drawn blood from them so far. (laughs) That looks like it hurts. Here, let me take a look at it. And I'm gonna lunge forward and try and bite them again. All right, so you're rolling your melee attack. Go ahead and do that. Yeah. Time for chomping. That is a critical success, totaling 23. Hooray! Seventeen. All right, you do hit her. Roll the damage on that. Beautiful. Let's go. That's three damage. Oof. 
All right, you bite into her for three points of damage with your vampires and inject her with another dose of this venom. Yeah. She starts to look a little bit woozy on her feet. That was one of your attacks. Are you going to do a second one? Uh, yes, absolutely. And that is a 17, the second one. All right. Gets a 15, that hits. Yeah. Yeah. Have another dose. And roll for damage on that. Two. Bonk, two damage. <laughs> she sort of starts looking a little bit woozy on her feet, but shakes her head <laughs> and keeps her gun pointed in your general direction. Next up is going to be this other cop. Oh, shit. The other cop is pointing at Mavis as well. Oh, fuck. And yeah, uses his very heavy pistol. Not even his heavy pistol, his very heavy pistol. Oh, damn. He says, Isabella, are you okay? And points it at Mavis, the only person to have drawn blood so far. And then lets off a shot. Ooh. Presumably, this is in like very close range. Yeah, they're basically not going to miss at this close range. It's whoever can get the most bullets out. That is a 23. That is more than enough to hit. Oh, no. With this very heavy pistol. That's going to be 46 worth of damage. 11 points of damage. Ow. The cop rolls another attack on Mavis. Holy shit. Another 24. Oh, my God. Stop resisting! <laughs> For 14 points of damage. Ow. Yeah, I am now seriously wounded. Both of the cops have just emptied this round of their pistols into Mavis and are quickly reloading. Mavis, you have gone from standing and biting to now being more of a bloody puddle on the floor, though you're still breathing. Fuck! <laughs> God damn! <laughs> that is the one appropriate reaction. Next up is Reed. Hey, you get new guys want to help out here? Give me a second. And he draws his rippers. And he's gonna try and slice off his own thumb. Oh! Okay. I guess new thumbs are easy to get, to be fair. He's in a situation where he's seeing people fucking dying. He can take the hit. Alright, I'm gonna need you to roll an endurance check. Endurance? Whoa, okay. You need a lot of willpower to get out of this. Twelve. Uh... 12? That's not good enough. So you take your rippers up to your thumb, steady your breath a little bit, and then shove them in. And you get all the way to the bone when suddenly you let out a scream. And you can't quite bring yourself to cut through the bone, and now it's just like ragged bits of flesh holding onto your thumb. Yeah, Reed, that's what you do for your turn. Yeah. Sorry, bud. Wait, wait, wait it's too rate of fire. Oh. <laughs> Can I try again? Uh, yes, but your endurance check is going to be much higher the second time. Yeah, that's fine. Now you know what it feels like. No, actually, you know what? Give me a resist torture before you can even do the endurance. Okay. A resist torture to see if you can double fire it. 11? No. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You're overwhelmed with the pain and you can't even bring yourself to think about doing that. The elite cop, Isabella, is going to walk up to Mavis, who's on the ground now, and attempt to handcuff her. Okay. That is going to be an opposed brawling check. Yeah, I guess I'll, I will resist. I kind of, kind of need to, huh? You don't have to. 
I don't want to die, but I also don't want to be handcuffed. If I get handcuffed, I don't think I'm getting out of here. I have a minus two to this, but that's included in the roll. I rolled a crit success. That's a 23. Holy crap. Get fucked, lady. Holy shit. Okay. She goes up and puts her gun away because she has to in order to handcuff you and says, just stop resisting. This will be much easier and goes to try and put handcuffs on you. You resist and you grab the handcuffs and chuck them over to the side of the room and shove her hands away. You're right. This is a lot easier when you don't have your gun. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sadoi. As she puts her gun away, I'm going to go to punch her. Okay. So, brawling. Yay. Come on now. It's a critical hit. There you go. Oh, nice. 15. Yes. That's a 3d6 for damage. Eight damage for that first punch. Your first punch actually doesn't seem to do that much damage to her. (laughs) This suit seems to be lined with something, and it doesn't really seem to do eight points worth of damage. I'm going to do another punch. Oh, but this one crit fails. She dodges pretty heartily and sort of knocks you off balance a little bit. Up next is going to be Iso. I think I'll do the same thing, but with my knife. 16. 16, that's pretty good. So let's hope she rolls worse. Yep. Because she's been doing pretty high rolls. 13, that's a hit. Oh yeah. First six points of cyber shank damage. Yep. And here comes another. Ooh, 18. 20. You stab her with the first one and it cuts through her thick armor and slices into her. She grabs her side, then looks over at her cop friend pleadingly like, hey, you know, a little help here. Mavis, your turn. You are heavily wounded and you just took a shit ton of damage last round. Your character is bleeding and shaking a bit. What do you want to do? I'm just going to fall back to the floor up against the wall, sat, but I'm going to kick out with my leg on the way down in an attempt to trip her. Okay. So we're going to do a posed brawling check. Wherever you do a brawling, I'll do a uh, athletics. Okay. Uh, that's a 12. Not great. Also a 12. Oh. oh. On a tie, the defender wins. All right. Darn. You fall back and try and grab at her feet, and she just sort of kicks you away. It doesn't really seem to do anything. Up next is going to be the other cop. The cop lunges towards the door. Oh. Reaches over and unlocks it as a free action. Then turns towards you, Iso, and tries to take a swing with his large stun baton. Evasion. I rolled a 16. 11. The first one swings wide and you duck underneath it. All right, give me a second evasion skill. 21. The second one misses as well, and the cop goes, opens up the door and goes, I'm going to get back up, but he doesn't step out of the room yet because it's not his turn. Next up is Reed. Fucking cops. Fucking robbery. Fucking fun. And he, um, tries his rips again. All right. Let's get you to roll the same check as last time. Endurance? Endurance, yeah. Don't fail it. 17. 17, cool. 
You use your ripper and you brace through your thumb against yourself. You hear your groan snap. It hurts like a motherfucker, but you're able to pull your left hand out of your handcuffs. With your left hand out of your handcuffs, you're able to easily pull the handcuffs out from underneath the bar. Your right arm is free, though you have a handcuff dangling to it, giving it a minus one for anything using that hand. He shoves the other side of the handcuffs onto his arm, I guess. <laughs> okay, so it's just like a cool hip bracelet now? It, it now just looks like a bracelet now, yeah. Okay. Like, he doesn't want anything free. All right, that removes the negative one penalty. You stand up, and the cops turn around and go, oh shit! And he just like fucking growls and approaches them. <laughs> <laughs> The elite cop, hearing you do this and seeing that the door is open, sees her opportunity and she rushes for the door. She is moving past Sedoy and past Iso and past Mavis, but not past Reed. Now, you guys want to roll a free attack against her? Mm, I got my shank, I guess. Oh, that's pretty. 14, that's not great. Yeah. 15. All right, you try and stab her as she goes past. She moves right past you towards the door where her other cop friend is standing in the door. She sort of tackles him outside of the door and slams her back up against the back of the door. And she begins yelling something. You can kind of hear it through the door. We need backup down here. Prisoners, escape. The door is shut. She's got her back to it. But you guys are all in the room. We're going to drop out of combat unless the door you want to immediately go and try and break down the door. I'm going. Like, I'm going to fucking bash it down if I can, yeah. All right, get her. Give me an uh, an athletics check. (sighs) 11. This is going to shit, you guys. Thirteen. She manages to hold the door closed against you as you slam your shoulder into it a couple of times. I fucking knew we shouldn't have fucking done this. This is fucking stupid. Iso, your turn. Didn't your crimson friend have something? I'm not sure they can knock out... Maybe they could take down their network. Yeah, I I lean against the door that Sedoy is pushing and I call Crimson. You lean up against the door and you dial up Crimson. You're connected almost immediately. Well, hey there, Iso. How's it going down there? Hey, Crimson, uh, can you do something about the police department's network or like disrupt their communications or maybe shut down? Oh, ooh, actually, there's a bunch of cops. Kill the police for us, please. <laughs> there's a bunch of cop robots. Can you just hijack those? Well, I've already got the security disabled for that station. I don't really know what else I can do for you. All right, yeah, yeah. Security bots. I can't remotely activate any of those security bots. There's hmm. buttons on them and you need to insert a little identity chip every day before you pull one of them out. Right, right. Can you turn off the AC? Yeah, I can do that. I can do that just fine. You're lovely. Thank you, Crimson. There's a hang up. And then almost a pause. You still hear the cold air coming in. And then suddenly, boom! There's an explosion nearby, and all of the lights down here go out. The power in the police station is out. All right, let's make this pig sweat. 
This has been Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis, episode 39, Reconnecting. As always, thank you so much for listening. And remember, the wave is upon us, and in many parts of the globe, people are experiencing massive heat waves. At the time of this recording, cybernetic cooling devices were not yet available on the open market. So we at Oasis Cyberpunk thought it would be a good idea to give you all some advanced heat survivability tips while we wait for those to be released. Tip number one. When going outside, wear light-colored, loose-fitting cotton clothing to minimize your heat absorption. Dark or synthetic fabrics can trap and absorb heat, raising your body temperature artificially. Tip number two. Check in on your elderly friends or relatives, people with disabilities, and people that may have been isolating due to COVID. Some folks are too proud to ask for help and they might not realize the situation that they're in until it's too late. Tip three, consider both the temperature and the humidity when planning your outdoor activities. Humans regulate their temperature through sweat, but if the humidity is too high, your sweat won't evaporate. This is called a wet bulb environment, a combination of temperature and humidity that completely nullifies the benefits of sweat, causing the body's temperature to rise rapidly. Tip four, Human survivability and comfort temperatures in wet bulb environments are much lower than you might think. It was thought for a long time that survivability for humans was limited to about six hours at 100% humidity at about 95 degrees Fahrenheit or 35 Celsius. But some studies published in the Journal of Applied Physiology by researchers at the Pennsylvania State University revealed some pretty damning evidence that the average human survivability at the wet bulb temperature is much lower closer to six hours at 85 degrees Fahrenheit, 30 Celsius, with young, healthy volunteers. And lastly, remember to drink water. You're gonna need more than you think, especially if you're sweating or using antidepressants, stimulants, alcohol, caffeine, or most illicit drugs. If you're in a hot environment and you notice that you're not sweating, you may be suffering from heat stroke. Thanks for listening. This is Artemis the Narrator, and we'll see you next time.